Welcome to a very special episode of All Talk FC. We are back. Third time's a charm. We will touch on the weekend's actions. Uh, we will talk about our predictions from last year, see how right we were. Probably not even close. We'll give our bold predictions for next, including our top six this time, teams to get relegated, and our boldest predictions any of us could ever think of. We have a front three, back four for a change, and all of our regular fun. Let's go! Right, so um, I've forgotten how I start this. With bad maths, that yeah. you said the third time. Lucky we're this is season four for us. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> season four. well, I think we've I think we've 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 started and stopped a few times, so it's third time's a charm for this yeah. point. So um, no, good to be back. Good for the Premier League to be back. Um, Dan, what did you think of the first weekend of the season? Uh, I loved Saturday. I hated Sunday. Oh, what was so bad about Sunday? Man, mm. that was that was a painful, painful experience to watch. It's just everything I feared it might be materializing in front of me. It was just like everything I didn't want to happen happened. As ah, oh, this is going to be another one of those seasons. I just hope I'm wrong. I hope we just have a start like Arsenal did last year and turn it around. But. Yeah, yeah, I mean, is is is. Uh, I mean, this isn't on Monday, but it's an overreaction Wednesday. Obviously, after the first week of the season, it's always like, all right, yeah, where were we right? Where were we wrong? Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? Ah, uh, oh, why did we not put Harland in? And then Mark's like, I had them both, and then uh, realised that's why he's going to be last at the end of the season in the, the day. But uh, fancy football. But uh, Mark, what did you think of the first weekend of the season? Um, well, it started well, Arsenal Palace. I actually thought that was an alright game. Palace yeah. are pretty terrible. Um, Where they weren't great. Yeah, they're yeah, not great. Um, I mean, Arsenal looked like Man City or Barcelona for forty minutes. Any team that makes Arsenal look like that is a bad team. Hey, Arteta is a uh, pet protege, so you know. But it, it it's funny. It was a season that started where the moods of the clubs that were high won. And the moves that were low got worse. So, like, you had like City going into it quite, quite happy. You had Arsenal looking forward to this season, Tottenham on a high, and they just rolled over the teams. Liverpool, who had been mixed emotions, is probably the one that the exception to that to that rule this weekend. But Chelsea are a bit coming into the season a little bit flat. That's not the most exciting mood around the club, but they, they got their job done. And United, the only optimism pre-season for United was people who thought um, Ten Hag was going to be a, a magician and somehow like, yeah, but what was Mourinho said, you can't, you can't make a good omelette with bad eggs. So there's only, only so much a manager can actually do to a club. So I'll be honest, I'm, yeah, I'm, quite, the, I'm quite surprised that the, the talk around Ten Hag, like he's literally like he's Pep 2.0 or he's just, he's just, He's clearly the best manager that's ever existed that he can turn over any club. I feel like there's not even really been a great deal of scepticism coming into Manchester United. No, I think I think that was a, a tough job to do. Is, yeah, Ranjik was so terrible. 
so it weren't like the bar bar was set particularly high. Ranić said a lot of the good things. Like he he did say this club needs around ten new players. Um, he, he didn't believe it would take three years to to turn the club around. He thinks if if it was done right, it could be turned around in a year. So Ranić sort of set up this bar of mass mass change, and then a. Uh, what we've seen is United doing what they normally do is is having a single target for the entire summer, not getting that target, and then going for cheap options towards the end of this end of the summer. So remember when it, we got Darlo? Yeah, and it, well, it happened before with Fabregas, and then we got Fellaini. Um, it and the thing is, this is all the stuff that Ed Woodward would have been blamed for previously. And this is why I don't like blaming like a named individual. I think it's just the whole whole setup. Like quite a lot of these these processes and decisions are, are faceless people who just hold things up. So yeah, it, from a United point of view, it's just it it yeah. Ten Hag. I don't know why why he came as a savior. I think maybe the bar was low and he didn't take the job straight away. There was actually a period of of negotiation, which probably is more down to United's bad negotiation than it is Ten Hag's good. But um, Dan, you you said like hopefully it's going to be like Arsenal from last season. But if you can be, if you can try your hardest to be objective about it, can you see Manchester United even being able to get themselves out of this hole? Because for me, like it does seem from from I mean I don't know if I am a non-biased observer at this point. I, I, you tell me, but at least from the outside looking in uh, as an Arsenal fan. It looks terrible. Like it looks like I, I was saying during the week. It reminds me of Arsenal years back when they had all these sheet contracts. The the um, the executive sides of the club just seem like it's in tatters. Uh, it's hard to know what the fuck is going wrong, except for everything is going wrong. How is how possibly can anyone see a way where it's going to turn around? Well, I think that there are some very very good players at Man United. Like. A, uh, I know Rashford didn't have a good season last year, but a couple of years before that, he was happily knocking in 15, 20 goals a season. Sancho, we've seen what he's capable of. He just hasn't been able to do it. He had a half-decent half end to the season last year. Um, we've got some real good players in the squad. There's just no continuity. There's no playing style. There's no... I, I don't know what it is. I mean, it clearly comes from the top. It's been like this for years and years and years. Like, Arsenal had the problem for years. Maybe maybe getting rid of us or losing Usman off and... The, you know, the, the Americans having final takeover and say, and Edu coming in took a few years. Maybe that was what was needed. You know, Man United have been talking for years about bringing in someone like Van der Sar or someone to come in and run footballing things that isn't a financial guy. I think they announced today, in t- in, over the last 10 years, Man United have lost 260 million or, or out of their valuation as a, as a company, as a brand in the last 10 years. So it's it's been a you know decade long problem. This isn't like a, a problem for the last couple of years, and that is all to do with the running of the club. And Edward Wood was a problem. Um, whoever's coming to replace him is just the same again. It all comes from their their bosses. Ultimately, they're doing what they're told by their bosses, and the bosses are the people at the top, which is the Glazers. And I saw Michael Knighton, I think his name is the guy who was one of the board of directors in the nineties. He's put a he's putting a bid in to try and take over like a hostile takeover of the club this week. I don't think that will happen, but yeah, it's no. just a mess. It's a mess. They need some football people who know what they're talking about at the top of that club because otherwise it's just going nowhere. Well, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's move to some brighter notes. 
Arsenal, you just said uh, Crystal Palace weren't very good, Mark. So, Dan, did you did you see the game? Did you see anything about it? I did see the game. Couldn't quite right then. Arsenal, like Arsenal, said, Arsenal, well, let me ask you this question. Arsenal, fact or fiction? No, honestly, that Arsenal team, on paper, is a, like, position for position, is a really, really strong team, I think. I think there's some... Real, like I think Martinelli could have an amazing season this year. I think Jesus was a brilliant signing. I think you've got an amazing centre-back pairing now in Saliba and Gabriel up there with the top centre-backs in the, in the league. Given that already, um, that early, huh? Yeah, and no, I think, so. look, Saliba was the best player in France for the last two years. He's already playing for Farmers. the French national team. Farmers. He's already, look, Kunde just went yeah. to Barcelona for God knows how much and he keeps him out of the team. Like he, he Upper Meccano can't get in the team because of him. He's, he's a quality player. He's a brilliant centre-back. Yeah. Finally Is that ben, ben White Ben White out of the team then? Well, I no, they're just going to stick him at right back. Well, I think he'll play in a back three. I think the thing with Arteta is I don't think he'll stick to just a back four. I think he'll he'll mix and match. And Ben White can play right back. Ben White can also play as a holding midfielder. For for Leeds in their season when they got promoted, Ben White actually played a lot in Calvin Phillips' position because he was injured for half the season. And so under Bielsa, he played that holding role and he did it pretty well. He loves to spray passes. So there might be a role for Ben White. We'll see. We'll see how he develops. But I think Arsenal have a genuine... Like You've got to sort your midfielder. You need a proper midfielder that isn't Xhaka. But honestly, you've got a really, yeah. really strong team. Well, really I, I mean, for, for me, like... I'll push back a little bit because I'm about to gush all over Arsenal and, and overreact to that. But uh, in terms of being the best, one of the better centre-back partnerships, I'm still not necessarily convinced by Gabriel. And obviously, this is Saliba's first full game in the Premier League. So, you know, let's not crown them too quick. I think, I think um, uh, they've still got some, some, I don't know, some work to do and prove that they're actually that good. Uh, for me, I think this was more of the football that Arteta has wanted from his team. They looked like they were playing quick, Penetrating passing, nothing negative. I mean, like, you know, they they pass to the centre backs when they need to, but for the most part, they're looking to play forward, play through the middle of the park, and actually then work out wide, which was so significant. It's not like you know when we've got Tierney, everything plays down the left because he's that good, and we, and Saka, usually because he's you know he's he's quality, they're just going to play out to him and just work out wide. Saka really didn't have much success because they were playing a lot through the middle, and I think with Jesus, who again for me. I would love to be proven wrong, but I wasn't so sure about the signing. It's keep it's so busy that it's just you know it's going to keep defenders kind of on their on their, on their heels. I think that this Arsenal squad is as rounded as it's been for God knows how long. They got a quality start eleven. They have a little bit of depth, and if they do, they still do a little bit more business. Then you know we could have a good side. We'll probably talk about it more with predictions around placements and stuff. So I won't go into that. But for me against a team that is usually a bit of a bogey team for us in Palace. First game of the season, I was I was over the moon. I thought they were excellent. Well, it's a young team. Like it's not it's not like this is a one stop, you know, one stop shop chance where you got with some maturity and some age team. Um, but yeah. you've got you've got a bit of you've got a bit of it, not a lot, but I think you've got a young team that over the next couple of years whether Arteta's the right man or not, ultimately, I don't know. Like I, I, I've quite liked him since the start. I'd give, I would, I'd want to give him a chance. I don't, I don't write him off like some do. The um, problem is we've got we we only listen to really Rory a lot, and and his hatred for Arteta, I think, is way overblown. Um, yeah, it almost makes me like him more now, Arteta. Yeah, me too. Me too. You end up being a, a Trump apologist, like you just. Yeah. I don't. I don't think the Arteta is the make or break. I think it's yeah. as you said, young players. It's whether Arsenal keep them. They're not title winning players this season. And well, not to spoil Chris's big prediction, but um, 
I've seen him predict yeah. Arsenal to win the league with worse teams than this one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do. Uh, I, I think the key is whether they hold on to him. So if Martinelli gets to 23, 24 and looks looks top five players in the world, are Arsenal going to cash in? And I think that's the the dilemma. Is this? Yeah, this team is could be three years away from from a title winning team, but how many of them will be at Arsenal in three years? Mm. That's that's really interesting. I guess that well. Uh, you, the weird thing about City and Liverpool, which I, I've, I've always found weird, and maybe it's part of their secret, it's part of why they've been so good, they really don't sign many players. Like, they, they only select, they buy a few. And, I mean, this year, City have done probably more business than in the last, God knows how many years. But they really they get their team, they build it, and they're like, right, we've got we've got the best manager, we've got the best coach, now just off you go. And every now and again, they need Fer- one Didn't Fergie say that, like, 20, 25 years ago? Like, his whole thing was about, it's not about getting lots of different players. It's buying one or two quality players in certain adding, positions yeah. to, to yeah, add them to the your first team squad. Yeah, yeah, but, but, and, and but bring some enthusiasm to the group and not let it get too stale and, and shake things up a bit. I mean, st- still, City allowing Jesus and Sterling to go to what well, are direct rivals. One, it kind of just shows how far ahead City are that they couldn't care. They literally couldn't care less. They're like, oh, it's a bit too easy. It's a bit like me with fantasy football with you two. So I've got I had a bad start because I've got to give you a chance. Give so they're three. like, you know what? We'll give you our be- some of our best players because we want to give you all a chance. Right. Should we do? Uh, uh, do you know, uh, for some reason, I've had, I've had a bit of indecision here. So I'll let you two decide. Should we start with our predictions for this season and then look back on the ones from last or vice versa? What do you think about? Let's look uh, on the ones from last year. Yeah, that's the fact. Yeah. All right. So um, at the beginning of every season, although we are one week in, we tried to give our top four, bottom three teams, the ones that are going to go Champions League and get relegated. And then we try and shove in three bold predictions. And that could be anything about the Premier League directly, World Football, Champions League, or just kind of anything that is football related or adjacent, let's say. Um why don't I start with my ones, right? I'm going to start with my top four and bottom three and see how close we were. So I had Man City winning the league, which I was right. I had Man United finishing second. No bueno there. Chelsea third, Leicester fourth. Don't know why I had Liverpool. I mean, I mean I'll just say it because one of my bold predictions was Liverpool won't make top four. Um, I have no idea why I said that. And clearly I was on something. They weren't they weren't great the uh, year before. So the year before Man United had finished second, Liverpool weren't weren't as strong as, as we had seen them in the past. So maybe we just it was it was because think what you were thinking year, about them was the wheel coming was the wheels coming off the clock at the time. It was the year Van Dyke got injured. So mm. we had just come off the season where they had no Van Dyke and they were a bit mm. loose at the back, and we realised just how important he was to that team. Was there more speculation about Salah leaving as well last year than this? It was one? yeah, every yeah. year there is, but yeah, well, I was remembering that now. Yeah, yeah. Um, shall I go to my relegation one, or do any one of your top fours? Well, I mean, they all would have been similar. I can tell you mine. Mine yeah, was Liverpool, City, Chelsea, Man United. So I actually thought Liverpool would win the league. I thought Van Dijk would come back and they would win the league. Uh, I was close, one goal on the last day of the season, but and then Man City and then Chelsea, which was correct. And then Man United, and I was pretty, I was feeling pretty good about Man United at the start of last season because I was like, you know, Ollie had done his thing. He'd just gone and signed Sancho and Varane, the two things we needed a right winger and a centre back. Ronaldo? So, was that uh, last year? He came 
deadline day. So I yeah. think we did the predictions before it. Ah. Oh, when, yeah, this was before Ronaldo joined as well. Yeah. And I was really, I was like, you know, how can it go wrong? We were second. We were close. We've just improved our squads. How can we, you know, they're all young. How could we not have a better season than last? And then the wheels fell off. What was yours, uh, Mark? I don't have it written down, but I, shame, I think but I, I reckon. Chelsea to win the I think I, I did Chelsea to win the league. See Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure we it was Chelsea to win the league, thinking Lukaku was the, the missing piece of the, so. the Chelsea puzzle. That that's what I would, my gut feel was. Uh my bottom three, I had Watford, Brentford, and then Brighton. So I had one out of three right. I think I was desperately wrong about Brighton. For some, I don't know what it is about Brentford. Maybe I just hate certain teams that people hype up from relegation zone, like Leeds. But I was never convinced. I, I, I'm still not even convinced by him. But um, I was definitely wrong about that as well. I I have here Watford, Norwich, Norwich, and Palace. So I think Watford and Norwich were always the obvious choices. But I think the reason I picked Palace, and I remember having the conversation. Vieira had just joined. Yeah, we were, we were like. They could either be like top six or or twentieth because we don't because they just basically culled their entire team, got a whole bunch of new players in. We had no idea how they were going to perform because they're like Mark Gahey and all the like twenty year olds joined the squad, and we were like, well, could go. And they wanted to make their team quicker. <laughs> yeah, and turns out Vieira has done a very good job. Has built a really strong team. So he's a, he seemed sure like a good all, manager. All season, you told us. You told us so, Dan. On on Vieira being a good manager and a young team. I'm pretty sure there's pods of you saying, I told you Palace would do good, but they're in your bottom three. Yeah, because we had the discussion. It was like literally 50-50. They could be amazing or they could be terrible. There's no in between. And I went for terrible with my prediction because I went for them to get relegated. But it turns out they were... So I was half right. It turns out they were excellent. Mark, can you recall any team that you had in the relegation battle? No, I don't all right, fair enough. That's fine. Bold predictions, right? So I gave one of my one away. Liverpool won't make top four. Again, probably, look, I, you know, I don't remember why I say certain things, so I'm glad Mark can remember why I would have picked something that I cannot remember why. Bruno wins player of the league. How dumb was I? He, well, we were all pretty pretty up on May 9th. Pretty Ronaldo. You know what, right? Oh, so, so, Ronaldo, so, yeah, but the thing is, all right, then... Oh, I just want to ask this now, then. What do you think of Bruno, then? Because the first is he coming, he's like, oh, my goodness, he... He could be the can't best player in the league. Can't play with Ronaldo. Simple as that. He, he cannot play with Ronaldo. Just that, yeah. Is that your, we, you're going to use your Portugal as your, as, your, as, your, as your proving ground there, yeah? Well, that's what it was at the time. We were like, oh, maybe him and Ronaldo will play together. It's just Portugal aren't a great team. But they definitely do struggle together. Yeah, but then definitely. they get in each other's way. You can see it. They just, they, they just don't work. I don't know why. It's a Gerard Lampard. Like, it just doesn't work. Strange. Um, Mark, do you know? Oh no, uh, my last one was one game gets cancelled due to racism. Now, I, I was I right about this because you know there was the the in Dimitri, Italy, didn't it? It happened in Italy. Didn't it? I thought so it was wasn't it wasn't it France? Wasn't it Dimitri Payet and and the thing that happened to him? I thought that was due to racism. It might have been. Um... I looked it up and it doesn't quite say it in the article that I read, but I thought at the time they were saying, oh. You know, they went to the locker room and afterwards there was more incidents in the crowd and then they, they end up walking off and cancelling the game for it. So I feel like I'm quite, I'm a little bit there. Um, 
here we go. A Champions League game between PSG and Istanbul's Besiktas here was suspended after both teams accused the match official of racism. Whoa, look at me. I'm winning all over this. Look, it was just after George Floyd. When are we ever going to get a break here? Come on, guys. You won't understand what I'm talking about. A match um, official used racist language, so they called off the game. What? Really? I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the match official was directing a racial slur at uh, one of the assistant coaches. Wow. There you go. I mean, when will it ever end? Do you not remember it? He, he was like, I can't remember what he was pointing and saying. It was like, I don't know if he was booking the, the guy or he was doing something. And he was like, I, need, I want to send him off. And then he, I think he referred to him uh, in, I can't remember what language it was. But like, yeah, they were like, that's... But basically, that's a racist term. But I don't know if it's the same as what, what like Cavani said and stuff. Where, but he was saying that guy there, that guy there. I, I, I remember something like that at the time. Mm. Well, there you go, Chris. You were right. So that I mean, that's about as bold a prediction you're ever going to get in your lifetime. And I was fucking right How about that. I don't. I may not know football, but I know the world. Mark, do you do you know your predictions? Are you looking at shit here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's skip by those. Um, <laughs> Come on then. Well, let's, Mark, let's had, Mark, Mark had gone. You said, well, I put Juve to win the Champions League. Where did they so come? I remember that was well. They lost Ronaldo, so uh, <laughs> I'm blaming I'm blaming Ronaldo on most they, of these things. They <laughs> got they got smashed by Chelsea, didn't they? Yeah, but um, but yeah, what I, I only picked them because I thought oh, Champions League Ronaldo is is a thing. Um, I put Messi goes back to Barca. Which uh, I never put a date on that, so I'll leave that one there. <laughs> well, I think and the prediction uh, <laughs> for the 21 22 season, so it's yeah. implicit. And Mourinho to get sacked before Christmas, but I don't know where Mourinho was, was he? he was um, at, we were looking at this before, he was at Spurs, so you're right, he did get sacked before Christmas. Oh, there we go. Wait, no. No, no, was he? Was he, I, he I, at Roma? No, he was at Roma. Was no, he was at Roma. Yeah, Sorry, it was Roma. It was so you still Nuno. said it, and in fact, it, it was Nuno that was there. From Wolves, yeah, he got sacked after eight games. Didn't Roma win the league or something? They won something. Didn't Roma they? won the conference league. Oh, oh, yeah. No, they came oh. like fifth or sixth, I think. But they're on for a uh, title charge this year, I think. Mm. Danny Boy, yes. what are your predictions, eh? So my predictions. Um, I was feeling very, very down on Everton last year. Correctly, it appears. I put Benitez to be fired before the end of the season. That definitely happened. Um, I remember actually they had their first three games and they won them and I was like, wow, Benitez might actually pull this off and that didn't last long. It, but it was it was written because the fans hated him from day one. Like, it was never going to work. Um, yeah. So that was right. I put Sancho top assists in the league and Man United Player of the Year. That was a big fail. Uh, I was very, very excited. Did he, he, probably subbed, he probably subbed on more games than he started, probably, right? Yeah, most, oh. yeah definitely. I was so bad. He probably did win our player of the year. <laughs> I don't even know who won it. That's <laughs> I don't even, no, it was De Gea. De Gea was our player of the year, as always. Oh, okay. In every bad season, he's player of the year. Um, and then I had Lukaku to win the Golden Boot, which I was also, I think Lukaku had just been signed that week. And we were all like, Ah, oh, this is it. Chelsea going to win the league now. Not so. me, not me. Yeah. I know that was not me, man. I've never been a Chel- uh, Lukaku lover. I'd, I mean, I he did like a Haaland. He did a Haaland, didn't he? he scored yeah. t- two in the opening game, and it was like, oh, so obvious we should have had Lukaku in our team. I tell you what, imagine Haaland. Imagine Haaland goes the same way. By the end of the season, they've offloaded Haaland for free to bloody Milan or back something. To Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, back yeah. to Borussia Dortmund. Imagine. 
Somehow I can't see it happening, but you never know. Um, so they were mine. Uh, so a bit far off, unfortunately. Um, for this time round, I thought that because I think we all agreed that the top two are pretty much given, except who's going to be one and two, which is a spoiler alert, we'll have to show in. So I said, let's do top six just to make it a bit more interesting. Hopefully get a bit more debate um, and not have it as, you know, the big six are the big six for a reason. So it's going to be pretty similar. Uh, I think there's a top five. There's a big five right now. I yeah, yeah, yeah. The Classically, yeah. at least. So there's probably not much discussion there. And we always seem to have a bit more variance in um, the bottom three. So let's start with top six. I'm going to go with mine, right? So, um, and, and as you're explaining, talk, talk, through your, talk through your answers. Talk through your answers. Uh, I've gone for Man City, um, because who's going to win the league. Uh, it was, uh, Jamie Carragher said this really interesting point you know, and framed it in a way which I thought is, makes all the sense in the world, right? Because like you said, Dan, um, what did you say? I can't remember now. But they got rid of quality players and gave them to their rivals. Like they got rid of Sterling. They got rid of, I guess, Sinchenko. They got rid of Jesus. And, you know, a lot of people said, well, make the argument, oh, Liverpool's going to win. a Man City better on paper? His whole point was, well, you know, for the last two seasons, they've got pretty much close to 100 goals with, you know, close to 100 points. It's like, how much better can one team get? It's about being different or sustaining that same excellence. The reason why I've gone for Man City first, because I think that Liverpool's taken a step back. Um, and that's basically where I'm where I'm landed with it. And you think they've taken a step back purely because they've lost Mane? I think Mane's huge. I mean, I think that, I think that the players that they've replaced with them could be excellent. I think Nuno, uh, Nuno. Nunes yes. uh, looks great. I think Diaz looks excellent. I liked him last season. But to get to that level, unless you're just an absolute superstar straight out of the box, I'm probably just playing more on percentages, like on odds, likelihood. They could get there, but Mane was was special, I think. When, I think we'll look back on, on him and his time at Liverpool and being like, yeah, he was, he was special. I remember, do you remember, Mark, yeah. when Van Gaal was trying to sign him and everyone was like, who the hell is Marnie from <laughs> Southampton? Yeah, it, it's funny how we sometimes go for players who at the time sort of get knocked, knocked yeah. at the time. Because I remember Van Gaal was like, why is he going for Marnie? He's just fast. And um, he proved you can do a lot if you're fast. Yeah. But come on, to be fair to Marnie, though, like he was not this at Southampton. Even I thought with the Liverpool sign, I was like, I don't, I didn't quite understand it, but he turned into something excellent. He wasn't. I mean, he, he still got hat-tricks, you know, he was quick and he scored yeah. goals for them. So he was decent, but no, he was not on this level. This was a, this was next level. Yeah, I mean, but, but it's the same thing with Salah though. Like Salah wasn't Salah until he got here. He was good, you know, but he was bouncing yeah. around. Obviously, Chelsea got rid of him. He had his research of what Basel was it. and But Liverpool obviously changed then, them both to be excellent. It, so, I, like, I don't know if we're, we're just going to do the top two now. And then work our way down. Unless, but, unless, unless you, unless one. both of you have a different top two, we can keep it. Well, I got, well, no, because I got Liverpool top, and it sounds like you okay. both got City top. I've got City. So, yeah. and it actually is using that point is that Mane and Salah weren't them themselves before Liverpool, and I don't think they'll be themselves when they leave Liverpool. Mm. Like that'd be interesting. I, I'm, think, I, I could be with you with that. Uh, how many? How many is Mane yeah. scored Bayern already? He's scored like every game. <laughs> but, but it's always going to be impossible to tell with Bayern, isn't it? Until they get yeah. to the Champions League, and then it's like Henri yeah, going to yeah, Barcelona, and being like he's got better because he's won the Champions League, and you're like, well, I don't know. Well, yeah, he was. Yeah, that's it. So, um, I and I must admit, I didn't 
Diaz, I've still got the jury out on Diaz. Really? I don't know. His his effort level's good. He's he looks like a workhorse, but I don't know. They're, they're, the quality's not missing. there. Not there yet. Like I, I think he's a bit snap, snatchy with his stuff. But Nunes looks good. Like I have to say, Carvalho like, swap looks good as well. They're that kid from Fulham they bought. He he's a really really good player. Uh, whether he'll get some game time or not this year, I don't know. But top player. That good. <laughs> don't know if you're well, Liverpool. But... Yeah, but Liverpool, you've, they've, they've gone and spent yeah. 80 million on Nunes. They've got Diaz, they've got Salah, they've got Jota. When you're an 18 year old, you're just not going to get in as much. But he is a top quality player. That's why they bought him. Just, but yeah, seeing Nunes against City and then seeing him on the against Fulham, it's just like oh, he looks dangerous. Like it just, yeah. And the draw don't the draw don't scare you, know? No, no, they're, they're not really. Like the the thing with City is, I look at their team and I'm like, they've sold their play like Sterling and stuff. I just look at their team and I'm like, take Haaland out of their front three. You got Mares and Foden, and then whoever else they, they sold Grealish, Grealish, and I'm just like, I just don't. I think I think they were two. They were a one man team recently under De Bruyne. And and I think they're they're now going to be a bit more, bit more of a, a two man team. I just think if they lose Haaland and the Bruyne doesn't play every game of the season, I'm just like, I just their tip their starting eleven's great. I just don't Look, they, I don't rate their the alongside Haaland. I just Foden, Grealish, Mares. I think they're great, but they look better because of well up to now De Bruyne, and they might look better this season because of. Yeah, Harlem. and because of the way they play, like they, the the way City, like the the, the magic of City, the, the the way he does what he does is not because of Mares or Grealish or Foden. It's because yeah. of Gundogan and Rodri and Bernardo Silva and the way they control games. It's the way they control games. Is that it's not about like those forwards just there to finish chances. That's all they're there for. Go and create space for someone else, or go and finish chances. That's your job. Like you don't, you can be, it don't have to be that good. Just do that. Whereas everyone, the, the middle of the park and those players, they are so fundamental to it. Um, and, that, you know, I think losing Fernandinho and replacing him with Calvin Phillips is not the same level. Like, I like Calvin Phillips. I don't know how much game time he's going to get. but And it's a shame for England because, it, you know, may, maybe he'll turn into a, a better version of Rodri and we'll, it'll be amazing, right? And him and Declan Rice become the best pairing in the world. But um, I, I think it's still, the fact that they've still got them, that core players, still got the Bruyne, they've still got Manana Silva, still got, Rodri and Gundogan, and they can do what they do. I don't think it really matters who's up front, other than the Haaland point. Like the yeah, other I just, it just, I don't know. It, the team doesn't. I just don't see it as strong as as last year. I don't know. Do you, do you remember um, when? Because oh, so hold on, was there was, was there was there one one point in it? Like, yeah, yeah, not I even mean, a point. Was it? It was goal. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's and that's a, it. I, I see, it's such a close. I one. see I, Liverpool I way you can go. I think Liverpool are better. I think yeah. Diaz, Nunes, and Salah is better than Mane, Jota, and Salah. Like, depending, presuming Salah is the same. I know he had a first half of last year that was unrivaled, weren't it? He was on there. Yeah, halfway, he was on. Yeah, he was unstoppable. But yeah, I don't know. I just think Liverpool got a bit better, and I don't see City as being. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know. Unless Grealish turns so. it around, I don't think Grealish like um i think tiago is is looking like the player that they thought they'd sign and looking like the player he was at barcelona and by munich 
Tiara at, at Liverpool. If he does what he does, they they're going to be very. He walked off injured on. He walked off. Yeah, I was going to ask how bad is his injury. I don't know. I've is it just listened. lack of pre-season, which every manager complained about this Maybe. weekend? I mean, there were so many people walking off with injuries and like cramp and all sorts of stuff. I don't remember that being the norm on the first day of the season, but it happened a, like every game I watched. There was at least four or five players going off. 60, 70 minutes. Uh, the season started earlier and uh, finished later because of internet. They they pushed forward like international friendlies or something. That's what yeah. oh, of course because the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Well, that's probably- and 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 uh, football's been so fixture heavy for two years now. It's like it's just uh, maybe it's starting to catch up as well. It's just brutal. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I, I actually enjoyed the break. Uh, as a fan, it was fixture heavy. Like, well, I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm maybe maybe you're not a patriot, but I actually watched the women's football. So. Congrats to them. Um, the final, who have we got, who we got third then? Because that's that's where it gets interesting. Well, I'm going to go. I'm going to lump. I lump, think we've all got the same. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I'm going to lump my third and fourth together because I've got um, Arsenal finishing third and Spurs finishing fourth. Have you have you both got Arsenal finishing third? No, Spurs finishing I've third. Got Spurs then Arsenal. Yeah. So if if I look hands up, actually right. no, I haven't. That's no, sorry. That's a lie. I've got Spurs then Chelsea. Yeah. Hand up. Hand up. Right. I, I did write Spurs third and Arsenal fourth, and I realised I can't do that. Can't do that. Maybe I'm a little bit biased, but... You That's know, what I've got. Spurs third, Arsenal fourth. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's probably going to be those two, I reckon. Obviously, Dan, you see slightly different. It helps in the first game uh, on Friday, but, you know, like we said, it's, it's, it's partly Arsenal. Spurs definitely have improved. I mean, they are most likely going to finish in third. I mean, you've got say- some... You know what you've got with Conte. Like Conte is a brilliant manager. He'll get him playing. He'll get him not conceding. And you've got you've got the best one of the best defensive managers of the last God knows how many years, and the best three forwards basically in the league. So when if they don't, yeah, they don't do well. Seen... They scored. They scored four the goals on the weekend, and 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 Kane and Son had nothing to do with it. And it's like exactly, for me, exactly for me, you said Chelsea is going to be in the top four. It's like well. I have a problem understanding where Chelsea's goals are going to come from. Where we, shit Dave like Sterling. where we'll see. Well, um, I think the the um, transfer window is not shut. They historically will buy some. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably most likely, in. most likely. But for me, especially based on that game on Sunday and being an Arsenal fan in general, I did I did think all right, they got a good chance to be in top four. Spurs most likely will be third, maybe top four as well. They're just a solid side. Conte's good, and also it's the degradation of what I believe Chelsea and Man United to have had. I mean, Chelsea, the only thing... Uh, they've sold Timo Werner, but... You've got them third. I've got them fourth. I've gone Spurs third, Chelsea fourth. And the only reason I've picked them above Arsenal... Like, I was, I like Arsenal. I think they've got a really strong, balanced, really good team. But like we were saying at the start, that's a two- or three-year project. I think they're a year away from being... I think they can go from fifth to second easier than they than they will finish third this year. Because I think they're just not. I think there's more experience and stronger, like developed teams above them this year. But if they get another year under their belt, and as I said they hold those players and maybe improve a little bit, and continue the trajectory they're on, they could absolutely be right up there challenging next year. Yeah, I I, I just have to go Spurs. But I think the one thing that would lean Arsenal above Spurs, but I think both Arsenal and Tottenham have this: is that their manager could implode at some point and fall out with players. Um, that's true. That's true. But both, but both I was teams, really close. I was really. I'll give you. I haven't done it, but I was really close to putting in my bold prediction that Conte is not going to last the season. 
So well, it, it could happen, but I, I just can't see who Tottenham would fall out with. I haven't actually put it in and I, I had it written down as I've written like five or six things, but I picked three. But one of the things I wrote that I've decided I'm not going to use, but I'll say it was, I think, I think Thomas Tuchel will lose his job this year. I don't think he will. Yeah. I think that I, that was one I actually didn't put in, but I'm glad I didn't put it in. But yeah, I, I, Chelsea, because managers don't last at Chelsea. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's not as bold a prediction as. No. And I just, you know, Tuchel, well, you look at all his like all his jobs that he's been at, whether it's Dortmund, whether it's PSG, whether it was Manchester, wherever, right? He has uh, okay first season. He has a really, really strong second season normally, and then he falls out with players, and then he has a problem, and then he falls out with management. And it, he he is another. He's a Conte. He's another one who just falls out with players, and then he loses the dressing room instantly. And I can just see that happening. Like he'll just get. You can see he's frustrated. He was or he's already frustrated before the season started, and I just. I can see some. I, don't, I still don't think that stops Chelsea doing well. Like it's Chelsea. That's what they do. They'll bring someone else in, and God, you know, it'll be fine. But I, I well, don't I've, know. I've got I've got Chelsea as fifth, and I, I, you know, look. I mean, I don't know if the, it's if I was to be realistic, it'll be City, Liverpool, Spurs, and then maybe Arsenal and Chelsea kind of battling it out for that fourth, fifth spot. If I um if I wanted to be as objective as I could, I think be. that's fair. Yeah, I, I'm not suggesting Arsenal will be miles off. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, look, look. The last few seasons, these things have only been a few points in it, and it's been pretty close between the four behind the two. So, you know, I don't know. It's, we'll see how we get on. Who, who's got who's got who is fifth? Well, I, I just said Chelsea. You had fifth. Chelsea as well. Um, I think it'll be close to Chelsea and United. I think, I think United are going to have. Uh, what I think is going to happen is United are going to have a heroic second half of the season. I think Danny might I have six might be the same as me. I'm just looking at him right now. I think he might have the, the same one. Who, uh, on, you are you going to go Newcastle? No, 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 no. Who, I nearly got Newcastle. I've gone, well, so I've not gone for Man United being six at all. I've gone for, I feel like I've just gone for basically what's obvious, but I've gone for West Ham. Um, oh, yeah. They were third or fourth on my ones to break. Fair enough, I've fair gone. enough. Yeah, fair enough. I've I got West Ham because, because I think, because I think part, part, yeah, partly some of my belief in, in Man United and some of the other teams. I am a um, David Moyes believer. I've always said he's a really good manager. I like West Ham's squad. I think they had an excellent season last, last year. I'll be interested to see how like losing someone like Nolan would have on a team like that because he, you know, maybe he wasn't the player he was, uh, you know, in the past, but their captain, probably like their glue guy, just their identity, really. I just expect... Um, I think uh, Jared's season was um, Jared Bowen's season was his kind of coming out party and I'm banking on him doing pretty much the same stuff if not improve a little bit more especially if he start playing for England Declan Rice if he's going to be the player that he's supposed to be should be ascending now up to a point where he's going to be one of the best midfielders in the league if not the world and that's basically what I'm basing my um, sixth place finish on Okay yeah I part of me wanted to to include a non-big six team in, in the top six. And I was caught between Brighton or Newcastle. And yeah, I, I put so United as six. I was like, I'm I leaning towards Newcastle just because... Uh, can't in it. Can't do it. New- I almost well, did. I, I mean, yeah. It's a, but what makes it harder is I have to take United out of the top six to, to put one of these teams in. And I lean towards Newcastle. One... A storming finish to last season, and it seems like they're going to continue that this year. Callum Wilson stays fit. They've 
they're, they're squad looks decent and they're likely to buy in January. So I just, yeah, if I had to pick an outsider, it'd be between Brighton and Newcastle. But come January, Newcastle could end up with with another decent. If they're if they're anywhere near top four, they could make a a ridiculous signing in January. I think. I mean, for the same reasons, I did go for Man United in sixth purely because of the alternative options. I just don't think any other. I don't think United are that good. I think they'll be some way off the top four, but I just don't think any of the teams below are strong enough. Like you look at Wolves, who historically were challenged. And I just don't think they're there now. You look at Leicester, who historically would have challenged. I don't think. I think they're going to have their their problems. West Ham. I think. Sorry, I think they're going to have some big issues this year. Yeah, and, and uh, I think West yeah. Ham are probably the closest for me with Newcastle. I, I just don't think Bright. Like I love. I love Graham Potter. He's probably my favourite manager. Uh, loved him for years, but I just that Brighton squad is not good enough. They still haven't. They've got Danny yeah. Welbeck up front and Lallana behind him. But come on, you're not getting top six with those guys. You just and not. They, they do just seem to. Tick over and it gradually improve. Ah, oh, it's crazy, yeah. really. It just, but uh, you know, if I'm pick, if I've got to pick them, like they're not going to be better than Man United. They're just, I mean, United will have a terrible season. They still won't finish ninth or ten, like behind a team like Brighton. Just I was kind of thinking like Brighton, like you know, Tuchel's first game against Brighton. He put one. He probably is like, where is Brighton? I have no idea. I've never heard this team before. And two, it's like, all right, I know we're having a bit of a tough time, but we've got these quality players. I've never heard of any of these you, people. You mean Ten Hag? Ten Hag, so excuse me. What did I say? Tuchel. Oh, Tuchel. not Tuchel. Yeah, Ten Hag. And the thing with Brighton, yeah, it's like the players that they have are who they have, but they're just a proper Premier League side. Like, you know, you can't fuck around with teams like that. They have been together for a long time and have a lot of experience. And they may not have the names that other teams have, but they can keep a lot of teams honest and beat them if you don't turn up. And I would, I would be interested to see if the Man United result was more them just being a bad team or maybe even uh, Ten Hag, I don't know, taking it for granted or the players... Because you can't fuck around with Brighton. There's certain teams that just you just can't mess with in the Premier League. If you if you don't turn up, they'll get you. I, and I agree, I agree with that. And I think Brighton are a good team. Potter is a good manager. But you're talking about a team who finished, what are they, finished ninth, their best finish ever. They just lost their two best players this summer. United just spent 100 million on players and they got schooled by this team. <laughs> Absolutely schooled. I mean... I don't know. I don't know who's negotiating at Brighton, but it's ridiculous, isn't it? They sell Tony Bloom like, two is players incredible. for like... Tony Bloom they, is mad. Could you say they sell their two best players because you think, oh, they've sold two players for 120 million? They must be their best players. No, but presumably, like, they're, that's they're, what isn't that what Graham Potter said? He said the last few seasons we've earned like 150 million pounds on transfers. He's like, yeah, yeah. what? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. Cucurella well, was their player of the season. He, he was player of the season, so he was their best player. Basuma was their probably their next best player. He's gone to Spurs. That's only because Lamptey was injured. <laughs> well, Lamptey, yeah. Although, and hope I like. I they'll really get, want to see get seventy million back, for him next year. Definitely, if he right. plays regularly, definitely they will. If he but plays great, Palace will buy him in an instant. Yeah, Man United need him. To be honest, he'd be perfect for Man United. We need a like a crazy running right back. We just need that can cross a ball. He'd be perfect. Mm. But, we go to our bottom three. Yeah, yeah. so you know, I'm not as good with um, football outside of Premier League as you guys, so I've not really followed, you know, a lot of the championship stuff. So when it comes to my shit, it's pretty much just throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks, and uh, throwing up some names. So I'm just going to go with my ones, which um, uh, uh, Everton. Shall I just run them through, or just like yeah, 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 cool. yeah say all three because I think we'll have three different yeah, yeah, teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever- I've got Everton finishing seven. 
18th, <laughs> Bournemouth finishing 19th, and I've got Nottingham Forest finishing 20th. Really? Wow, yeah. interesting. So, so I almost went. I almost okay. went for just one of the promoted sides going up, but I ended up going with two at the end. For me, I just want to throw everything in there because, because by all accounts, to me, they've gotten worse, and that's basically it. It's like, well, surely yeah, if it's not now, Connor Cody, that is a great signing. Just yesterday, they signed Connor Cody. They need great, they great, that. great signing. He is a fantastic. Oh, that, he's that midfielder, they? What's that midfielder? Yeah, I can't remember his name. They um, just signed the midfielder. Martinez, Martinez, the old Everton boss, Belgian manager, said he's the best youngster in Europe. Like, so he'll be rubbish. Did he coach? Yeah, did he coach him? What's he coming up with that? But I guess with Everton, I mean, manager, isn't it? So he's yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Um, with with but with the Everton one, it's like obviously they've got no strikers this weekend because of injury. But uh, how how long is that going to be? Because clearly they're thin thin on the floor as well. Like I don't know. I just like I said, I'm just trying to see out there. I, I don't. Look, I'm not, I haven't got Everton to go down, but I think it will be an absolute battle. And I think it will come down to the last few games, just like it did this year for them. Um, I'd like to think that they'll have enough to get over the line. I actually think Connor Cody is a massive signing for them. I know you don't think, oh, who's Connor Cody? But we're not talking about winning the league here. We're talking about staying in the league. And if you look at what he achieved with that wall side, the best defensive record, basically, bar City and Liverpool for years. He is a brilliant central defender in the Premier League and he will sort that shit out. So, And they play a back three. I just think it will be perfect for him. Um, plus, they've obviously lost, lost Godfrey all year now, so they needed someone. So I think that's a great signing. Oh, yeah. It's confusing. Connor Cody going on loan for a year from Wolves. That, that, well, that, that, that was because Everton haven't got any money. Everton can't literally can't buy players unless it's loans or the deals that allows them to spend money in like three years because they've already broken financial fair play. So yeah. they, they literally okay. can't be spending money. Just a um, strange one. You got uh, I don't know if the Bournemouth Nottingham Forest ones cross over you well, the question. No, Bournemouth does. Bournemouth does. I mean, I've got a bit of a South Coast going down. So I've got I've put Bournemouth and Southampton to go down. Ooh. And that's um, close. I nearly, and, nearly. And Southampton that. isn't even my my controversial one. My controversial one, I think, this year is Palace. Palace to go I down. Think, I think wow. if well, there's still time left. So I know they're trying to get Conor Gallagher back. Like, um, but he was their their best player last year. Um, that's crazy, man. I'm sorry. I, that's crazy. They 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 were they're too talented for that. I feel like they they got, got a lot of far ability. too good a squad. There is easily three teams worse than Palace in the league, easily. Yeah, and that's why. Like, but be, I finished. I think they they'll finish eight like eighteenth. But I've put. What are you saying? They're, they're athletes, Paris. not footballers. What are you saying? I'm saying that Conor Gallagher is the heart of the team, and the heart's been removed. So. So with no hearts, the lungs, you you the rate Conor Gallagher so high. <laughs> That's you think crazy. Him alone can take a team to the top half of the table. That's nuts. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fair enough. I think spirit. I, mean, I like him. He's a good player, but wow, that's yeah, uh, yeah. He can't yeah. even get in the Chelsea squad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't know why I, I don't see Palace as more controversial than Everton. Well, Everton are in financial quagmire with a unexpected yeah, manager with a terrible squad. <laughs> like, I understand it. And Everton only just stayed up last year. I feel like at this point, yet. I'm more likely to say Man United is going to get relegated yeah. to Crystal Palace. Whose manager is more in- inexperienced, Palace or Everton? Uh, He's had plenty can... of coaching experience. Well, 
No, no, yeah, no, no, Vieira spent not, years in. Point. Yeah, Vieira spent years in France. Coach, he spent like three or four years. He was at Nice, and he was at I think Marseille or wherever. But, he, but he was. it's not. Yeah, but but that's it. It's not experience. Isn't what Vieira's got over Lampard. Like that's not. It's not a. No, but a he's trait. got a much. But like, if you if you lined up the Palace and the Everton squads, you telling me there's going to be more. Everton players in your squad than Palace players. If you had to pick an eleven out of both of them, no chance. You'll find your mostly. I'd go as yeah. I'd go as far as to say that someone, a player like Wilfred Saha, is good enough to not allow a team to be relegated like that. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. He's not. He's you know he's he's no slouch. He's actually, and he's actually done that. He's proven yeah. over the years with Roy Hodgson because of Zaha they haven't been relegated. That's how good he is. I, I think yeah, that's, and that's, that's a massive. He, he wasn't that's a massive. Yeah. That's massive. I, yeah. I respect, look, Mark, respect. All the respect in the world. We want to go bold here. You've done it, baby. But yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> uh, Who well, you, so, you got, Danny boy? So my, my bottom three, and I'm interested to ask Mark about um, Nottingham Forest. My bottom three, um, finishing bottom, I've got Bournemouth. Um, because I just don't believe Solanke can get 25 goals in the Premier League. Um, well, we've finishing... said this a while. I've said this a while. All you need is like 12 goals and you'll be good. But he won't get that either. He won't get that either. So I just don't see it. Uh, I like Scott Parker, but he's taking teams down before, and unfortunately, I just like they did well last last week. But yeah, I don't. Can I say? Can I just say about Scott Parker is that the only thing that's got me thinking about that is um, Gary Neville was was having a chat with someone and just saying that when he did his coaching bad, like Scott Parker was head and shoulders. Everyone was so impressed with him, and I think his whole point was at some point Scott Parker's going to come good. It's just a case of not not if, but when. And you know, every time he's going to be in a position in the Premier League. Yeah, every time he's going to be in a position yeah. in the Premier League, that's at some point he's probably going to pop. But who, you know, and pop in terms of like a good way. Just I wonder when that will be. I, I, it could be this year. I just couldn't have three teams being relegated where none of them were promoted teams. Yeah. So I was like, which I, Forest could go down. I think they've got a good, good eleven, maybe twelve players. They just don't have enough players for the, for the season, but. I don't. I think in terms of quality, they're decent enough. So, so I've gone Bournemouth bottom. Second bottom, I've gone for Fulham. Uh, and then third bottom, I've gone Brentford. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I took them out. I agree with that. I, I just think look, so many clubs have second season syndrome, mm. and we saw it with Sheffield United. We saw it with Huddersfield. We saw it with Blackpool many years ago. All these teams come up playing their style of football, and they confuse everyone for six months. And they do just enough. They insert, they get so many points in the first half of the season that everyone ignores the fact that they get absolutely battered the second half of the season and just just make it. And Brentford were in a bit of danger towards the end, and they managed to pull through a couple of results at the end, and, and like it looked fine. I just like they've got an okay squad, but that's all it is. Like, and I actually I'm still not sure if they'll hold on to Ivan Tony. I, like, there's still some time in this window left, and I and I think people are after number nines, and he could go. I could see that. Yeah, so Palace ready as well. Well, he, he is, and they just gave away Benteke, so you never know. Um, but I, I, so for me, Brentford, I just, I can see a second season syndrome. I know that, that good result this weekend, but um, Le- yeah, losing Tony. If they lost like Tony, especially to like a Palace, that that would be yeah, sort of game over. But yeah, I don't, I don't really know well, what look to at make that of them. squad. I, right? I, name me, name me one of their players. Name who? me a, a Brentford player that isn't Ivan Tony. Oh, that's tough. 
There's the two with Janssen. <laughs> yeah, there's the <laughs> Frenchman. Right. Yeah. None, yeah. none, none of them are Premier League players. Like none of them are. You don't know any of them. They're just nobodies. Right? They're just Championship players or League I, One players. Who I just wasn't considering well. any of them in my fantasy team. Right. That, you didn't you even know, think about it, right? Because yeah. they're not good enough. They're just not a good enough squad. And I think this year with five subs, the teams that have poor squads are going to be found out. And unfortunately, and that's another reason why I think Man United will make six because their depth is too good versus some of the other clubs. Like someone like a Bournemouth or a Fulham or a Brentford, for me, just don't have the depth. So that, that's my pick. We're not even Forest, interestingly. Yeah, go on. I was just going to say, because me and Mark both didn't pick Forest. Um, I'm really torn with Forest because I, I watched a bit of him last year and I really like Brennan Johnson is class and he was very good last year. I don't know if he'll step up to the Premier League. I hope he does. He's excellent. Lingard is an interesting one. Maybe he'll have a point to prove. Um, but the, the thing for them is their manager. Like you talk to, I have a mate who's a Nottingham Forest fan. And I'm not even kidding. People talk. People are talking about Steve Cooper in the same breath, but they're saying he's the next Brian Clough. They're like, he is the Brian Clough that we've been waiting for. Because at the start of last season, they went seven games. The first seven games, they're on one point. He came in, they got promoted. He's been like outstanding. They play amazing football. They have this wingback system where the the two wingbacks last year, like Jed Spence, who just who got signed by Spurs, was their left back, which is why I like Nico Williams. I think he could have a good season. He has a style of play that everyone loves. He's very attacking. The crowd love him. The players love him. Apparently, he's this God's gift manager. So I was like, okay, well, maybe yeah. he'll just do enough need, to get him up. I don't know. They need Henderson to step up, though, because um, did you see Newcastle's first goal? And you're just like, Henderson yeah, was, was this big they were exit, poor against Newcastle. This big exit interview from United about like just moaning about how good he is and how how he was promised to be starting lineup and I, and wasn't given a chance. And I was like, whenever you played for United, you didn't look that good. Like, and then they, they were they were in the game against Newcastle, but then as soon as Charles scored, he let his man go, didn't he? It was, it was his fault. He didn't follow the runner and he let the man go, which is a classic mm. Lingard. He just doesn't. He's just not that player. He when he gets him. when he gets a few more years under his belt, he you know he, he, <laughs> yeah, he might got, just yeah. Once well, he learns the game. Future. Got yeah, he's future. got a bright future he's, still. He's, his movement, though, is um, Lingard's movement so good. And it's, yeah, it's crazy. And his finishing's good. Yeah. Like, everything in the top half of the field, excellent. Bottom half of the field, useless. The thing with yeah. me, with what it boiled down to, was one, I don't know enough about Nottingham Forest. Two, two I think with Mark, I couldn't put, I can't put all of the promoted teams in the relegation zone. And for me, I. I'm a little bit of yeah. more of a believer in Fulham this time round. I think Mitrovic is probably primed to have a decent season and be that maybe 15, 18 goal scorer. I just don't trust Marco Silva, to be honest. Fair That's enough. Not. Yeah, yeah, no. But do, I, you not? I, I don't, do you not think he's learned? Like, he's, he's gone is he kind of a, is it, is, is, Would you agree that he's kind of erratic? Like, he's either real yeah. hot or real cold? He's, he's, he's unreliable. Like, he, clearly he's, an, he's a decent manager like, and he plays nice football and there's all of that stuff. And, yeah, they're playing to Mitrovic's strength. And yeah, Mitrovic will probably get 15 goals at least this season. But I still, if only if that's all he gets and no one else gets anything, I still don't think that's enough. I don't I think don't that's capable. Like, that's not going to happen. Other players will score goals. It just means like, I don't know. I don't know. They don't have a lot of goal scorers. I don't know. I'm I'm not that excited about Fulham. But not Pereira. <laughs> yeah, and uh, do you know what? Pereira is great. Pereira is a great signing for them. And, and that's going to be really good for him. Is he on loan or did they buy him? They bought him. I think was I think I saw seven million. Is that right? That seems too low. No, no, it's probably about right. Yeah, United don't make money off players. 
Yeah, it just seems weird how like players can still go for seven million, and you have players that go for seventy that sit on benches. Like it's nuts, yeah. isn't it? It's all to do with contract length. It's yeah, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, right, should we go for our three bold predictions? We probably should because this thing's going on. Yeah, I've no, we've done all right. We're at about forty minutes. Um, I've gone super bold here, but you kind of. You kind of uh, spoiled spoiled my one there a bit earlier, Dan, because my first bold prediction is Tuka won't last the season. Now I've kind of like hedged my bets here because I've got Chelsea as fifth. Probably could maybe push them up to fourth if I was more realistic about Arsenal's position. I think Chelsea can either have an okay season and probably grow through it, or they're just going to be an absolute travesty and almost be akin to Man United. Like you know, they've got this new owner who they've had a, a bit of a wacky transfer period. They're still pretty fucked at centre back as well, right? Uh, I've never been a great um, Sterling believer. And I think that maybe he was a, a successor from the, the teams that he was in. I don't know where Chelsea are going to get let of their goals if players like Havertz and um, what's his name? Mount. Werner. If Werner well, Werner's gone. Is he gone? Yeah, they sold him back to Leipzig. Ah, well, then they're done for. <laughs> well, he's not getting any goals, then, is he? Yeah, he's yeah, going to get zero goals. Next That's funny because, yeah, no, there you go. And um, yeah, I just, I don't they, know. They I will just, buy someone. They, they will, they will surely, surely buy someone. But I guess me, just the way that they carry themselves right now doesn't leave you with feeling like, all oh, right, they, they got some security here. No, we, we, yeah, Vernon's a strange one because he was always dangerous. I know he, he couldn't score, but you never felt comfortable when he no, played against I, your team. I just think Sterling is the upgrade on Werner. Like, I think if you, if they, I know the whole Lukaku thing didn't work out fine. Like, that was it. Two, and this is what I mean by two. Once you get on his bad side, you're done for. Like, you might as well walk out the place for free because you're done for. And um, and I worry about that. I think Kai Havertz, if Kai Havertz can get 10 to 12 goals, Sterling will get 10 to 15 goals. And Mount will get, again, 10 to 15 goals because every season he has done. That's, you know, whatever that is, 45, 50 goals, 60 goals nearly. That's a lot of goals. That's it's not bad. You know, I think they've got enough goals. I don't I don't think having goals and not having goals in their team is a problem. And I think they have enough, you know, last year they're defenders. Well, Rudiger got like eight and Thiago Silva got like seven. Like they, their defenders score ridiculous amounts. Reese James scored out of many as well. I think they've got goals in the side. I don't think that's their biggest problem. Defensively, they're a bit weak in squad depth. Kulabali is amazing. He's an outstanding defender. And he's just outstanding, Kulibali. That's an amazing signing. Like, I look at Martin, like United signed Martinez for 60 million. I'm like, why didn't you just go and get Kulibali? Why? He, the guy's been screaming out to be bought for years. He would have been half the price. Yes, he's like 27, 28, but whatever. Like, he's, uh, he's, he's a ready made player. Anyway. Um, well, yeah. I mean, and, and part, part, I mean, for me, part of my saying Tuchel go because it's not about their position. It's like, the, uh, you know, is the new owner going to want to make a splash if it's not things aren't going as well, isn't it? Is he just going to be erratic? It's kind of based on this personality of someone I don't know, except a few things you hear about. You know, he's he's he's, he's maybe getting too involved in certain things and blah blah blah. But he's a new owner, maybe he's going to want to make his mark here. And if it doesn't, if I think at the moment of 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 um, duress, he's just probably you know panicking. And if Tuchel is that kind of person as well, who knows if they can see eye to eye. Uh, should I go for a second one or do you, yeah, do you want to go yours? Um, so my second one is um, City finally wins the Champions League. Way, I think that Haaland is probably going to be the person that unlocks that. Matt, did you see that stat, man, when they when he come on? Was it 89 goals, 86 goals? 86 in eight, in 
89 games. Fuck me, but he is just he's gonna be he's gonna be so good. And and some of those games were when he was a kid. Oh, like, I mean, he's still a kid. Seventeen. He was the, the only thing I would say is that when he was at Red Bull Salzburg, he would regularly score six or seven goals in a game, regularly. Yeah. And they're counting that they were professional games. So that I'm, I'm not so like him and um, are the guy that uh, Dortmund have just signed. I forgot his name and Pats and Daka from Leicester. Those three would score. Sometimes they go in a game and they'd win twelve nil, like in in the Austrian league. Uh, and he would score easily five or six. Each of them would have hat tricks. Yeah. It was just nuts. But then he's got he's got a similar record in his Champions League still. And, yeah, and right, it's crazy. You know, and and I don't think the guy ever is going to lack confidence. He's probably going to be like, "Yep, yeah, I'm the guy that's going to take him over." Have you seen him? Like he's a monster. He's quick. He's so strong. Like he's everyone. He's a brilliant finisher. He's super fast. What? Like he's got everything. He's it's incredible. So, well, I'm so glad he's butters, man. Because if he was handsome, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, you know. It's just narrow-minded in football. He just his two goals are like he's on the spectrum. Let's be real. Scorers. Let's be real. He's on the spectrum, and he guys just like all I'm doing is playing football and playing like I'm doing is scoring more goals. Than way, yeah, that's all I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, that's all yeah. I want to do. That's all I'm interested in. I ain't, I don't want no gash. You know, that's it. Uh, my last one is um, that this pod won't last the season. <laughs> yes. But we'll be back for next year. <laughs> <laughs> next episode, we'll be looking back on our predictions. We we, uh, we haven't yeah. got a good track record. Um, we're still on the search for 100 pods in about five years, six years. I think it's been now. Uh, Is that right? Well, are we on like number 99 now or something? I don't know. I've got to look back. But we're close to it. Like we're, We might be at like 97, 98. Um, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, I took some convincing to come back and do this. Um, I am the captain of this ship. So if, if it... If it if it goes, I go, I guess. Or if I go, it goes. Um, but we'll see. Well, if you <laughs> become a famous TV star, then what are we going to do? There you go, innit? You, uh, well, see, that's part of, the, part of my thinking. It's like, all right. Dan's realised, oh, Chris might be popping in a few years. Maybe we want to get famous. This pod's going to be massive. Let's try and get the rub. Let's try and get back on it, Chris. Come on, man. We'll do it. Don't worry. That's literally <laughs> all I'm thinking. That's all I'm The same reason I'm friends with you. <laughs> yeah, this house is taking too much money. I need a new income. <laughs> Someone sponsor us, please. We've, we've put up with this for so many years. Uh, this is the long game. This is the longest game ever. Yeah. yeah there you go. So those are my top three Very bold good. predictions. How bold? Pretty bold? Boldish? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think con- considering the past, not as bold. I don't know. I, I try to keep the big predictions, but a couple that I think will happen. And then one which you think this is a, a dice roll. Um, but you already said it, in there, Was it Palace going down? No, no, that's just my bottom three. So I've got, I've got some some bold ones here. Dropping so, uh, ones. yeah, so I'll start with the, the most likely one, I think. Because I put PSG to win the Champions League. And the reason I, I started with Champions League is I've, I wanted to do like a, a Tottenham prediction for Inter Milan, where... I think Inter Milan are going to have a real good Champions League run, but not win it. But you know when you have a team that does well, but at the end of the day, it's it's going to be, well, City's a good choice, but I've picked them the last couple of years and it's just going to be PSG. But I think I think the story up until till the winner, I have a feeling Inter's going to be a dark horse, but I don't think they'll win it. So PSG, Inter Milan final is... It's my bold prediction. 
Did you see Messi's overhead kick last week? Outrageous. I saw I saw a meme of it. Ridiculous. Um, of, yeah. I, I saw ball, still ball gets played over game. like a cl- absolute class ball from midfield gets played over and he's running between the lines. He's running backwards towards goal, so he just and the ball's coming over. He's doing this. He chests it, just bicycle kick straight over the like top corner. The guy's a fucking genius. Farmers. It, it'd be good to see him have it. Yeah, he had a he had a pretty poor season last yeah. year, it, and and if if PSG win it this year, it'd be it'd be good to see. It's good to see like. Do you actually want to see PSG win the Champions League? I, I do not want to see PSG. Not, really, not, not for PSG, just Messi. Messi. I thought, I don't, uh, Messi's won enough, I'm good. Or go out on a high. Like Messi looks... I don't think Messi looked that great last year. No. Um, I mean, he, he's, he, yeah, he was down from his 48 goals a season to... Yeah, well, 62 <laughs> goals a season. He scored what the same as Ronaldo last year. Did he? Like, I think he scored some something like... Five league goals or something. Yeah, league, not in the league. I mean, in total. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't the best. Um, I've put Guardiola, Guardiola's last year. I think this might be his last year at City. Um, maybe the Champions League's a bit of a swan song there. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I, feel, I can see, I can see him him having a break, one of his breaks from football mm. after this year. Um, I don't know. It must. This is must be getting he's a been bit. At, is this as long as he's been at a club now at senior level? Is it? Uh, no, surely he was at Barca for longer. Yeah. All right. Maybe it must be close. How it's long has he been close. at City? Yeah. Five years? Six years? I think something like that. Yeah. Bayern, he was three years, I think, and then. Because I used to think he was like how you handle your work, Dan. <laughs> Every two years, I, just go from place to place. I think I mean, he bought into the last city, place I was in for five and a half years. So. Yeah. Well, then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's your city. Similar time to Guardiola now. So I, I think yeah, he leaves be. leaves at the end of this year. Um, Imagine trying to take that Sam, job. They're gonna, you know they're going to hire Arteta. I'm surprised he has a, and they'll, they'll nab yeah, Arteta. They're going to get Arteta in. Yeah. Um, so, and then my last prediction is I think mm. there's going to be a huge wave of ex-footballers who boycott this World Cup. Really, my my bold prediction is not that; it's just that all the players that that take a stand and boycott it wouldn't have been invited to it anyway. So we're going to start seeing. We've already who, who who's boycotted it already. One footballer's already boycotted it. Um, I can't remember who. No, no, it was it's, it's all like Gabby Agbonlahore. That guy just so much shit on the radio. But because of the human rights issues, there, there is already starting a movement of boycotting this World Cup. And I can't, do you know what? I can't right? Remember who do you know what? There's a school of thought for me that 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 has changed my mind about the World Cup being in Qatar. The human rights issues are not something to be. Alarmed. And you, yeah, yeah, it's not joke, right. And and you know a lot of the things. It's probably, there was probably some corruption here and stuff about money. But if you look at it by the fact that. Countries like this need worldwide scrutiny, maybe for the reasons that we don't want, like it's going to be the World Cup and it's going to be football and people are going to be earning money. But if you bring more worldwide attention to the atrocities that they have, then they will start to change. That's already happened in a lot of other countries yeah. that have had more kind of westernised influences like Dubai and stuff like that. When people from other countries visit it more and say, what the fuck are you doing? Countries tend to change gradually. It's going to be like a slow change. So for me, I'm thinking, well, all right, let's, say, let's try and take a bit of a positive spin on it. 
Yeah, and and that's it. It's, it. That's the debate. Like the same thing with Saudi Arabia. With um, they obviously hosted the boxing a couple of times now. They got yeah. the rematch with Joshua in a couple of weeks. And the same mm-hmm. argument there is: should you? But what I what I don't. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't follow the Iranian track of letting women drive, but that's too far. <laughs> no, no. But the um, but what I don't like. They won't need the, to uh, drive. They'll all be living in a straight line. <laughs> yeah, so. but I do um. For for me, it's like I don't know how to de- to describe it. It's more the um, sometimes the hypocrisy of those involved. So for me, yeah, I've got conflict about the the World Cup or whatnot. Uh, but but there but will be gonna watch. people who. Uh, but my point about none of them invited is the people who will boycott it. Yeah, yeah. are likely to have not had any uh, reason to be involved. But then they'll put pressure on those pundits, those commentators, the the whole like BBC and ITV teams and, and the worldwide coverage, they try and put pressure on those guys to boycott it because they've got a job and they've got they're actually getting having to fill, fulfill their job. And should the BBC be there, yes or no? And you're like, the boycott is going to be fully formed of people who just wouldn't have been there anyway, even if they never boycotted it. Basically, rash. Like, no one invited you. He doesn't make the team, and he's trying to get his next NBA. Yeah. <laughs> But that's it. It would be like that. It's like, oh, I, was, I wouldn't have won if Southgate selected me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's what I think. So we're going to start seeing a lot of that over, over the next couple months. Sure. Annie? Uh, sure. Let's get him up. So my first bold prediction, Brendan Rodgers to be sacked before the World Cup in November. Yeah, I can see that. I think Lesser might be in trouble here. I'm still, I still don't know. It. I think Newcastle should just go and nab all their players. Tielemann wants out, like Madison wants out, Vardy's done for. Just go and take all their players because they'll go. I don't know what Leicester manage, I don't know what the Leicester hierarchy are doing, but they're like, yeah, go. We like, they're just letting everyone go. It's really weird. Um, so I just think Brendan Rogers looks like a looks like a, a man walking already, to be honest. Um, but I think he gets sacked before November, so in the next 15 weeks. So do you, do you reckon that's going to be the first manager gone? Yeah. I don't even know if that would be the first manager gone. Uh, to be honest, the way the way the Premier ten, League works, ten I was looking, go first. <laughs> yeah, well, I was. I, I don't know. Like Bruno Large could go. Obviously, Tuchel could have a, a massive cat- catastrophe. Ralph Hasenhüttl's probably nearly gone um, because of Southampton. I think um, one of the one of the promoted sides will lose one of their manager surely. Yeah, Marco Silva's probably mm. would get chopped if they went five six games without winning and scoring. Like, I just think. Um, there's plenty of that could go, but for me, Brendan Rodgers will get sacked before the World Cup. That's a, that's one of my things. That's pretty bad. Um, my second prediction is either City or Liverpool are going to win a game by ten goals. <laughs> this is you being a sad Manchester United fan. No, I th- I think this year they will win a game. One of them will win a game by ten goals. Ooh, who who, who is it? And I think ten, and it's 10, 10 free. No, no, by 10, get like 10 nil. They'll score, they'll win 10 nil. Do you know what we should do? Do you know what we should do, right? 10 goal roulette. So each week, whoever Man City plays, we put five pounds down on 10 goal difference. And whoever (laughs) wins, wins the jackpot. That would be class. Uh, And I I imagine someone like either Haaland or Nunez, one of them will get five goals of the 10, probably. I can imagine. Haaland will get zero. It'll be mad, you know. You'll have Kane as captain. Spurs will win ten nil, and he'll get no points. <laughs> be no goal involvement. It'll be it'll be harder to predict who it'd be against. 
Southampton. Southampton. And it will be hard. Not hard at all. It'll be in two weeks' time, and that's why Hassan will go first. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my second one. It's one of those two teams will win by ten goals. Southampton um, love getting fucking romped, don't they? Honestly, they they love it more than Arsenal. Like honestly, they just love it so much. Um, and then my last one is, I think Ronaldo will leave United in January for free, and he'll join a Champions League team, and he'll win it. So he's going to City, or be at uh, PSG. PSG. Imagine Chelsea he goes to PSG. That would be nuts. Idiot, hate- imagine he's the one who wins it for Inter. If it's an Inter, <laughs> yeah, no, that wasn't even your prediction. Either. What are you talking about? Oh, because I think he'll lose the Inter will lose the final. I don't know. Just, it's more like AC. It's more likely he'll go to AC Milan or something like that. But either way, so that's my other one. I think he'll leave for free in January after having not played a lot and been grumpy. He'll join the Champions League team and they'll win the Champions League. Mm. Mm, interesting. I'm, I, I, I don't even know what to think of. That. I don't know if it's bold. It's weird, but there's very quite specific also. So. There you go. Well, all three are pretty specific. And anyway, that's my predictions. I wanted to... Nice, nice. So we hopefully will, hopefully we're in for a nice, good season of football <laughs> and All Talk FC fortnightly. Um, that would be fantastic. And hopefully we get to 100 episodes, which has been about three episodes, and finish the season out strongly. Let's go to our favourite fort- segment. Fortnightly. Three episodes. That's our international break. Front three, back four. Yeah, maybe, maybe just explain what it is to all our new listeners for season four. <laughs> the season four. We're, we're in season three. We're still in season one, actually. Yeah, um, I, don't, I think we've got past that. Yeah, uh, no, we're, we just decided that we're going to because of one of the reasons why um, we stopped was probably our time commitment commitments didn't allow us to commit to this at least from my perspective and we're all very busy adults at this point in our mid-30s doing this for a lark so what we've decided is we'll do this every other week if we can we'll try and keep it relatively consistent on in terms of the days that we do and when it's released and stuff but hold in there with us you know uh, we just want to have a bit of fun doing this and enjoy each other's company because we don't see each other as much as we did before and talk football because we don't we clearly don't do that enough front feedback for yeah, let's, let's mix it up. Sure, yeah. Go on, then you start then, Mark. I was going to say you go first, Chris. Yeah, you I'll, go first, I'll just get mine up. You sure? Yeah, yeah, huh? go on, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Only if you insist. I mean... What? Don't change a habit of a lifetime. I mean, this is the first time I've started first, so all right, but fair enough. I'm kind of nervous about starting first, but we'll go. Um, in my front three is comedy. Lol. Lols. All the lols. I've, uh, I guess... I'm just going, I'm putting my nuts on the table and I'm just telling the world that I've started doing stand-up comedy. Um, I'm about four months in uh, and I think... You can I'm hear just, the, the collective gasp of all the listeners going, really? I know, I know. Yeah. This comedy gold that they've been experiencing for years is going to be out on stage to try and find me up in London yeah. in all the open mic spots you can find. We, we laughed when Chris said he was going to be a stand-up, but look, we're not laughing now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just think of that? No, that's a good one. That's, I mean, I didn't grow up with a dad, so I wouldn't have it. I wouldn't know that. Uh, way to bring down the oh, mood, wow. comedian. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, that's basically, especially how my comedy goes. Just bring the room down. <laughs> um, no, it's going well so far. You guys have been to a number of shows and you will continue to do so. I'm sm- I'm going to try and just try and approach this as, as with as much enthusiasm and passion that I can and work ethic. 
Um, I don't know. I'm going to give this a shot. How about that? And and I can see you might as well shout out your your YouTube channel, which has yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going to similar do. similar number into uh, to our podcast because it goes one introduction, two, three, four, six, eight, nine, seven, ten. There you <laughs> in go. Your, yeah. In your so, ordering. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't count for shit. No, there's a uh, episode ones there, but yeah, uh, follow me on YouTube uh, as well as following All Talk FC. You can also follow my channel at Chris Ali. Um, that's it. Maybe I should do something else for that, but just Chris Ali on YouTube, Chris underscore J underscore Ali on Instagram, where you can find all the stuff I'm going to do comedy related with dates and shit like that. So um, we get a lot of American listeners, so they're not going to fucking care about this. Um, but maybe, maybe I'll come over to the US one day once I'm big enough and people think I'm half decent. I know we should mention Leeds more often now, seeing as they're they're like our club for the US US of A right now. They're American Leeds. manager. And... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. True. yeah. We should do a whole segment on yeah. Leeds. We should probably do you an American really, segment. Do you know what annoys me? That a lot of Americans are Spurs fans, and I don't fucking get why. Well, they'll all be Leeds fans now, so yeah, good. Be Arsenal I, fans. Yeah. I have to say, Brendan Aronson, Bra- is Brad Friedel. He, he grew up with Brad Friedel at, at yeah. Spurs. That was yeah, yeah. true. And, and what's his Dem- name? Tim Dempsey. Was he at Spurs or was yeah, it? Yeah, Flip no, Dempsey was at Spurs. He was at Spurs as well. Yeah, I for years. Spurs, yeah. For years. Yeah, he was there for a bit. Like, yeah, I think because he went from Fulham to Spurs and it was both just like all white kits. Yeah, the same kit. Yeah. Who was the Who was the bald um, American guy? Not Casey not Brad Friedel, but he had. He, eh? Casey Keller. Casey yeah, Keller. Casey Keller. He was yeah. the first American. Yeah. 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 He was when the American boom in it, where there's like all the goalkeepers are just American. But yeah, well, uh, Tim, Tim Howard. Taking too much time. This is already long podcast. Uh, I'm doing comedy. Follow me out there. Follow me on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Comment and all that. I'm giving this more promotion than I've ever done. All talk FC before in my life, so that's uh, that's bad. Um, and uh, yeah, follow me. In my back four this week is a name that probably you guys are not going to recognise, but some of us will. Uh, is uh, Bill Russell? Do you know who Bill Russell is? Some American sports owner. No, Bill Russell was um, uh, an American NBA player. He just oh, passed close. away, so poor one out. 88. I guess the only way that I can liken it to, I was thinking that he's basically basketball's version of Pele. Uh, someone in the, the mid-1900s who was just considered the best player in the world. He won more than anyone, more, more NBA champions than anyone. Still to this day, which stands at 11. Five M- yep. Yep. So five, five MVPs. He was a civil rights activist, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I love basketball. You know that. I probably know more about basketball than any sport, really. Like you know, uh, especially the history of it. And for some reason, my my memory tends to retain NBA basketball more than anything else. Um, I'm kind of like a semi semi American accent semi uh, Celtics fan, and he was a Celtic Boston Celtics player, one of the greats. Uh, poor one out, and uh, yeah, shout out to Bill Russell and his family. One out, Mark. Do you want to go? Yeah, um, not not quite that level of of uh, excellence, but but a legend in himself. Oh, thanks. I, I, I mean, I thought that, I thought that was a good front three back four, but thank you. Front three is uh, Andrew Nye. Do you know who he is? The science guy. So, so at the moment, there's there's the recent years has been boom booms in esports. So, so this guy is, is now a legend in esports. Um, there was a Microsoft uh, esports battle, all star battle for uh, Microsoft Excel. So, Microsoft Excel is now an esport. 
Um, it was it was on ESPN uh, this week. How do, and, uh, how do you Andrew battle Excel? Challenges. How quickly can you can you solve right, problems? Solve mathematical round? equations. Mainly, it, what I could tell, it was formatting issues and and reshaping stuff, and how quickly you can do do certain things within Excel. And uh, there's various rounds with different challenges. It's amazing. And it was on e- ESPN this week. It's huge. That's like you know, <laughs> Oh, it's like seeing all these these FIFA and and stuff. You're like, well. There's, there's one bit of software we use every single day, you know. So, yeah, congratulations to him. And now it's only on to bigger and better things. So that's my front three. And he's the best at Excel in the world. Yeah. So he's also, he was the base. Yeah, he was also based on the movie based uh, on him was 40 Year Old Virgin. Oh. They should have like a, 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 ca- a catch weight against the best at Google Sheets and then they can have a. Yeah. A head-to-head cross would be like yeah. Conor McGregor be Mayweather. It'd be a, a mix. <laughs> You're a far too battle. excited by something that is extremely <laughs> dull. One guy's typing on his keyboard. You'll do nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> your formulas will do so nothing. Yeah, yeah. Your hands, your yeah, fingers are too small. small. <laughs> your equations are too small. They're too small equations. <laughs> so, yeah, we could, you'd pay for that. Um, so yeah, back back four. Uh, <laughs> you know who's excited? Yeah, but, uh, oh God, I'm going to go and watch you on highlights. Is it on iPlayer? <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll be on a uh, ESPN Plus for a small small fee. <laughs> it's on their it's on their pre- premium channel. <laughs> so, Let's break that one billion pound vibe. vibe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, back four is uh, Amazon this this time. Um, what any of you been to Amazon Rain, Fresh? The rainforest or the company? The company. Any of you been to an Amazon Fresh? Used your phone to get in, bought stuff. No. In the part, uh, not well, recently, but yeah, a few times. <clears throat> so, so Amazon have said that getting your phone and scanning the QR code is is too inefficient a process. So now you're just going to be able to to show your palm. And it will scan your palm from a distance and know who you are. And uh, yeah, so this is one of those things where you're like, I don't, I don't necessarily think this was a problem. I guess it solves some issue if you want to go Amazon Fresh and you haven't got much phone battery. Um, But I just don't like like the idea. There's there's certain elements of of tech involvement where I'm like, I don't need you to be able to scan my palm. And then be able to follow me around the shop and know what I've bought. Well, like, it, it, the QR it tells you everything you need to know about yeah security cameras. So, like in the street, if Amazon can tell who you are by your palm from a distance and can then follow you, that means every security yeah, camera yeah. in the world. It'll, it'll be it'll thing. be a small distance because the first question was, "Oh, you scan your palm," and everyone was like, "Well, what about COVID and, and hygiene?" And they said, "Well, it doesn't actually have to touch it. You can do it, so it won't oh. be it won't be long distance. So we'll, You're not going to we'll wave walking, off the street. We'll all be walking around with gloves." <laughs> With gloves and goggles on, because every, every camera is scanning our hands and our eyes. Well, but did you yeah. hear that? They, did you hear that they're giving a promotion based on it? They're giving a five finger discount. Wait, <laughs> sorry. Did you say you were doing comedy? <laughs> I might use that. I might. I might actually use that. I need yeah, to write this shit down. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you come to that. That's going to be my opener. Uh, 
But you said you wanted stuff that's relevant in the news. Front three, back yeah. four. Great yeah. way of keeping up. So, so now you know who Andrew Nye is and, and Amazon. Uh, I'd already uh, forgotten his name. In your hands. I know I know who Bill Russell is now, though. So that's useful. Nice. I did an um, excellent job, by right. the point. In my back four um, is a club you also may not have heard. You may learn something yourselves. In my back four this week is Barcelona. I don't know if you've heard of those guys, those crooks. Um, the, I'm given, given, the, <laughs> given the time that uh, we have left in this podcast, I'm not going to go through everything, but I think everyone knows exactly where Barcelona are at. They are uh, they're officially, as of last year, they were minus 550 million is what they actually had. Uh, they now are over a billion in debt. They have spent more than anyone else in Europe. They are telling uh, they are refusing to pay De Jong 17 million that they owe him in deferred wages from last year, which is why he won't leave, because if he leaves, he doesn't get it. Uh, he, they are forcing PK and Busquets and all the old school to take a, a further wage cut. They already took they already had two years of wage cuts to try and help the club. And they're now taking more. They've not just sold off 50% of their TV rights for the next 50 years. They've now, uh, yesterday or the day before, they started up a new, I can't remember the details now, they started up a new company, have sold off that already, with new rights, just to be able to fund, uh, just, just to be able to come under uh, the wage cap, to be able to register Rafinha as a player. They've still got all the players, so Lewandowski's not registered, Rafinha's not registered, uh, Kunde's not registered. They're not, they're not allowed to register any of these players because the Liga are saying, you, you don't have any money. You can't register these players because your salary cap is to, is over a hundred percent of your revenue. You cannot. They should. Um, they should. They should get Sigurdsson right because he's registered. <laughs> now there's a good joke. See, now that you should yeah. use. Uh, so anyway, Barcelona are in my back four because they're just any other com- any other business or company in the world would have been bankrupt a year and a half ago. Gone. Done. Done for. Obviously, that can't happen with Barcelona. It's fifty percent, fifty one percent fan owned as well, so they're all getting fucked. Um, it's just a joke. It's a joke what they're being allowed to do. It's a joke that they can still sign players. They'll obviously get around it. They'll sell some more. Uh, they're basically remortgaging. They're remortgaging the future to pay for the past. When has that ever worked? Never. I think when they got when they got rid of Messi, it was just all the all the warning signs were there. Bang, they're fucked. Like. Well, I mean, I, yeah. I, honest, honest to God, I, I think there is a chance in the next five years Barcelona Football Club doesn't exist. It, it, it could go bust. It could disappear. And then a fan-owned Barcelona, something else, like Man United FC or whatever. I feel like the like city would dissipate well. afterwards and just be lost forever. Like, that's well, their I think, identity. I think, what, I think what would happen is a fully share own, shareholder-owned club, like Wimbledon style, would come up and would start in, like, league, whatever, the bottom division of the Spanish pyramid and work their way back up and eventually become the new I, Barcelona. I don't think it'll be that fair. I think that's the fair way it would happen. It'll be like Rangers, where oh, it right, yeah. dissolves and comes comes back as, like, no one sees Rangers as a different club to the Rangers of 20 yeah, years yeah. ago. Yeah, no, I, I think that's what I mean. They'll still be called Barcelona. They'll call themselves Barcelona something else, not yeah. SCB. They, they probably won't even get relegated. They'll just they'll just swap them one day. <laughs> just... <laughs> Maybe, but, yeah, Barcelona in my back four, because what they are doing is just outrageous and ridiculous so and i'm annoyed about De Jong as well uh in my front three i can't believe neither of you said it is the lionesses because well i knew you were oh well fair enough um are we too hot on the press like that that's last week too hot right. <laughs> uh because uh well they brought it home the thing we've been trying to do for 50 60 years how, many, how long it is now the thing we do this for the reason we talk about football is we're trying to bring it home and they uh, one chance they just brought it home you know 
So um, we're going to have to come up with a new song. Uh, was, Dan, Dan you're exactly, you're, you're right. It's the exact same. Like we should be celebrating. It's the exact same. Like, yeah, they, we well, we have celebrated a little bit, but uh, we should be celebrating it more. It is amazing. They brought it home. Uh, we need a new song. I mean, I was just annoyed that they didn't make Monday a bank holiday. If I'm being honest. And they would have done it if it was the men's. They genuinely would have done. Oh, but more likely because those people you. would not have How gone dare you? No, but they, the government would have done it. Well, How dare you? I'm not saying it's right. No, not for the... I don't think they would for the Euros. The World no. Cup, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, they the did Euros. it when Germany well, won the World Cup. They had a national holiday. And when Italy won the World Dan, Cup... we're not in like Germany, one. mate. Dan, we're not in Germany, mate. I'm just saying, countries do it. So it's not that weird. Yeah. Countries also cause atrocities like Qatar. Yeah, but you normally you normally would tell tell the workplaces on the Friday. Like England were what a couple of kicks away, uh, the men's team from winning it. Like I don't think they would have said it at ten o'clock at night. All right, guys, bank holiday tomorrow. It's I think just... they would have done. I genuinely think they would have done. There you go. I don't know. Uh, the we'll World see. Cup World Cup maybe. World Cup World Cup's uh well, we'll one. find out when we win in when we win on the twenty second of December, and we have, there's a parade on Christmas Day. We'll, uh, we'll find out. They'll be like, "We're giving you a bank holiday." You're like, "It's <laughs> Christmas." Yeah. <laughs> so. Right. It's good to be back. That was good. Good fun. It was nice short one, as per usual. <laughs> we will see you in. Luckily, you're getting really good at editing down. It will be like a seven minute, a seven minute. <laughs> Yeah, I love editing. We know this, so yeah. Yeah, but uh, we will see you in what two weeks' time. Yep. I mean, I'm available two next week. week's time. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll see you in two weeks' time, just for consistency. Let's be consistent with this. Two Fine. weeks' time, no fucking about, no fatigue. We don't know what we'll talk about, but I'm sure we'll find something too. See you then. Bye. Say bye, Mark. Bye.